Hello, everyone. Welcome to To Be Heard Podcast, your weekly faith-filled and motivational podcast where listeners are encouraged, cultures challenged, and the truth can be heard. My name is Ayana Simone, and I am so happy that y'all are tuned into today's To Be Heard Tuesday. This is the second episode of season five. It's a season we kicked off with last week's introductory episode, where I proclaimed and declared that we are living out our God-given, God-ordained purpose. And when I say God-given, God-ordained, I mean that there is a purpose for each of our lives that God has given us specifically. It's a unique purpose, a specific purpose, an individual purpose where your purpose may not look like my purpose, my purpose may not look like your purpose, but it's a purpose that our creator, the Lord Most High, gave us on purpose for a purpose. And we're going to walk that out together. But we're not just going to walk it out. We're going to walk it out God's way. Because for some of you, your purpose is to have a lot of influence, whether that be through your music or through how athletic you are through sports. Maybe it's through your acting, your dancing, your painting. You just have a lot of influence. Um, And I mean that not on large scale, but on any scale, whether God, your purpose in life is to be a great mom. And that could be to kids of your own or kids maybe at the local school. You're called to just minister to them and be a mom to them for those who don't have moms or a dad or um, maybe you're called to be light in the darkness in your nine to five workplace like whatever influence it doesn't have to be big scale. But on any scale, whatever that purpose is, we're not going to use that influence um, for the world's definition of influence, where say it is uh, more of a large scale purpose and you're very impressive on stage and you are so talented, it, it blesses people's socks off. But then backstage, you're a jerk and you're not kind and no one really wants to be around you, though you're super talented. That's like the world's definition of success, I would say, because it's like it's all about what you do. It's all about how well you do what you do. But what I'm talking about here in this fifth season is not just what you do, but who you are. That's what matters. That's what God can bless. I mean, think about it, y'all. The same person who gave you your purpose and gave you your gift, that's exactly what it is. It's a gift. And in the same way it was given, it can be taken away. And so with that said, we don't want to just be so obsessed with the gift and the talent and how well you do what you do. No, instead, we want to be focused on our hearts, how much integrity we have, our compassion, our generosity, how much we sacrifice, how we love people. That's what we're leaning into this entire fifth season. And I'm so excited to get started on that journey in today's episode. I have been itching to record today's To Be Heard Tuesday for longer than you can remember. And I mean this before the introductory episode, like before I actually had a theme for season five, this was in the works. Like I knew I'm like, I don't know where this episode fits, but it's got to fit somewhere because what I have today, y'all needs to be heard. And so when I finalize season five and I'm like, okay, we're going to talk about our God given purpose and our dreams. I'm like this episode. Oh my gosh, this entire fifth season would be lost if I didn't start off with today's To Be Hurt Tuesday because we're going to lean into a discussion that I really needed to have before I got into my purpose, which I'll get into just a little bit here uh, for those of you who want to know. But I think I kind of make my purpose pretty clear in what I do um, as a writer and a blogger and, of course, as a podcast host. But I knew from a very, very, very young age that this is exactly what I was supposed to be doing. Um, I'm fortunate to have that story. I'm well aware of the fact that a lot of people don't. If that's you and you don't know your purpose, you don't know what God has called you to yet, listen, God's faithful. If you ask him, he will reveal it to you. And please don't expect it to be this big, like it has to be this, um, you know, huge, wild thing. Like whatever God's purpose is, it's already a huge, wild thing. Like don't let people or the world define like what that purpose is. If your purpose is to literally be a student right now, be a student. Like that's what I mean. Like whatever God's purpose, it's it's a unique purpose to you. And it may not look like everyone else's and that's okay. And so if you don't know what that is yet, I believe and I'll be praying for you. Uh, God's faithful to reveal that. 
But for me, I never had to wonder about that. Ever since I was a little girl, I knew I would be behind a microphone in some facet. Like I've always, again, it's embedded in the podcast, To Be Heard. That's literally my name. Simone means to be heard. And since I was a kid, I knew I'm going to use my voice for something. And it wasn't until I got serious about my faith is when I knew like, oh, God can use my voice. Like I, this could be used for good. This could be used for God's purposes. But ever since I was a kid, I'm like, I don't know what that looks like yet but um my family members tell me stories all the time stuff I don't even remember saying that just confirms I always knew I would be in this seat I knew I would be behind a microphone I knew I would be communicating in some aspect because that's what I do it's who I am I'm to be heard and so um as I've been walking in that and as I began to flourish, you know, and got a clear vision of what walking in my purpose looked like with the Lord, um, you know, how the podcast came about and my first book and then the, the second book and the third book that I am working on. Didn't mean to reveal that, but it is true. I'm working on my third book. Um, but even, you know, the blog posts and the video blogs, like then that's how that all came from conversation with God. I'm like, I know I'm supposed to be heard, but what facet and what avenue does that look like in the Lord? just kind of revealed it to me and he allowed me to have my own creative fun with it and so that's been cool um but there was a conversation that I really needed to have in order to kick stop kick off kick start I should say my journey of um living out my God-given purpose and it's a conversation that you would think as someone who grew up in church and grew up in a Christian home would know um and would know really well like the back of my hand but I had a lot of challenges and a lot of struggles in this area, even with my background in my faith, in my faith journey. And while I plan to get into a little more detail later on in today's episode, I do kind of want to give uh, a glimpse of uh, what that struggle was for me. But in all of my podcasting and in all of my writing and blogging and posting videos and some social media work as well, in all of that, the one thing that I struggled with the most is believing that God loved me. Now, it seems like such a simple thing, especially with someone with my background. I grew up in a Christian home and a Christian church, so I I heard that the Lord loved me since birth. Like I, I've heard it, I've um, been taught it, and I'm so thankful for the leaders and my parents for teaching me that, that Jesus loves me. Um, but as I got older, I started to have a lot of doubts for reasons that I was debating before recording. Should I get into those reasons? Like I share a lot of those reasons why on the podcast, I just had so many childhood wounds just from, you know, some poor interactions that I had with other kids at school. And so how my self-talk got um, infused in that and kind of perverted in a way which made me think that God also was against me and God also was a bully like so many different things that made me uh, struggle um, in my view of God's love and who he is but however I got there I won't get into that detail too much but um, not, however I got there the point is that I really did struggle um, believing and understanding and recognizing how loved I was by God and the reason why that got so dangerous for me is because, um, you know, I'm walking out my purpose. I'm writing, I'm blogging, I'm communicating, I'm preaching the gospel. I don't want to preach nothing but the gospel. So, like, I'm doing all these things. But I realized, and it was kind of a sobering moment when I realized this, um, I was doing all of that just out of what we talked about in last week's episode, skill and gifting. You know, I feel like there's some... I have plenty of weaknesses, plenty of them, and I love to boast about them, and y'all will hear me boast about them often on the podcast, like, I love to boast about my weaknesses, but I also recognize that any strength or any gift that I have, it came from the Lord, like, I really, this is just me talking here, I don't, I'm not saying this for anyone else but me, I know the strengths I have came from God, they're just gifts of things that I know he's, the things he's given me to do. I can do those things well because of the spirit of God in me. Like it's just a, a partnership with the Lord. And so I realized that I was just, I was relying on that gift. I was relying on that strength to do that. But I kept getting burnt out year after year after year to the point where 
I got to be honest, y'all. And again, I'll just be vulnerable. And you'll, I love being vulnerable with y'all. I, part of what I do on my website at com, I roll up my sleeves often and show y'all my scars because I have so many. So I like to talk about them just so y'all know where I've been and where I'm at. And um, and so y'all feel closely connected and you feel you have permission to open up too because you totally do. But in my journey, like I realized I depended on on that to do what I do but I didn't depend on the love that God had for me. And this is a realization I've had way early, you know, as I'm discovering my purpose. It's like, man, I can do this and I can say that and I can have the language and the skill and and all of that. But when it came down to my Devo time, there would be like this lack of connection with the Lord. And I realized that that lack of connection came from the fact that I didn't fully believe that God loved me. And it took me a while, even still, sometimes I have to ask God to remind me of the love that he has for me because it's easy for me, especially in a setting like this. Um, I get in these certain spaces and I get in these, um, you know, if I'm ready to record or write and I just kind of go into game mode. I'm like, okay, this is what I do. Like, I love to do this. But then I get burnt out so quick because it's it's just from a place of skill and gifting, but not from a place of love. Like it's not an overflow of that belief and that conviction that God really does love me. And so I kind of had a moment with the Lord where I'm like, I don't want to do this without believing how much you love me. I don't want to record another podcast. I don't want to write another blog post, another book. I don't want to post another video. I don't want to post nothing on social media without knowing how much you love me. Because I recognize like without, if I'm doing all of this, walking out my purpose, walking out my calling without knowing how much he loved me, that's why I was getting so tired so fast. That's why it became like I hate to say it but at one point doing all of this became like a chore for me that I just kind of like started dragging my feet and I don't want to do that and so the Lord in his kindness I will never forget y'all this is July of 2021 and I always get a little teary-eyed when I talk about this moment I never had a moment like this with the Lord before um this is July 2021 I'm just in my room I'm nowhere special and I'm like God just show me your love and I remember specifically praying that there's worship music going and unlike any experience I've ever had in my entire life and I've never had a moment like this since this is July of 2021 I'm in my room and every worship song I've ever heard about the love of God made sense like it's like a tidal wave it's like it's overwhelming. It's extraordinary. It it literally, I never felt more me in that moment. And I know that sounds weird to say, but that's the only word I can put to it. Like, I never felt more happy to be me. It was like, I mean, I'm ugly crying. It's not going everywhere. I'm like losing it. So I remember in that moment and my heart is pounding. Like I feel it so strongly. And I actually got to a point where I'm like, God, like I need you to stop, like calm down. Like I get it. You love me. Like it was that overwhelming. And I remember like, I it's not everywhere. I was just ugly crying. And I go to the bathroom and I'm looking at myself in the mirror. And I just remember this laugh that came from me. It was the most joyful, like I just remember in that moment thinking to myself, thank you, Jesus, that you made me me. And I know that sounds weird to say. And people are like, oh, are you getting a big head? It's like, no, it was this genuine humility of like, thank the Lord. Like, you know how in Psalms 139, 14, David is like, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. It was like that. It was like I had a, a, a reason to praise God because of how fearfully and wonderfully made I was. Like, uh, it was a genuine conviction and um genuine cry like thank the lord like never had a moment like i only had one moment like that that was july of 2021 i will never ever ever forget that and from that moment on i won't say i've never had to pause and rest and say god remind me of your love like it hasn't it's just been smooth sailing from that point forward but that moment marked what i do it marked what i do for the podcast and with writing and with blogging that's what launches me forward in doing this. It's the love of God. And again, I have moments, and I want to be clear about that. I have my moments where I'm like, God, 
I need you to remind me of the love that you have for me. I need you to remind me of that. I want to connect with it tonight. I want to, like, I just need uh, a, a fresh kind of realization and, and conviction of that because right now I don't feel too loved, you know, and then he's just kind enough to show me in those moments. And so the reason why I'm recording today's To Be Hurt Tuesday is because I'm grieved to know that there's a handful of y'all listening right now and you're not convinced of the fact that God loves you. And so... I think it would be wildly irresponsible of me to lead us in this journey. You know, guys, let's go. We're going to walk in our purpose. We're going to do the thing that God's called us to do, the thing that we've been destined and, and ordained for from the very beginning. I just think it's irresponsible for me to do that and not talk about the lo- how loved we are, truly. Because if we do what we do um, out of a place of skill, of just mere skill and talent, like we're going to burn out really, really fast. And so with that said, I am happy to say that I am not the only one leading the charge here. I'm not the only one urging us to live out the call that God has on our lives. In today's episode, I want to introduce us to a man who is just incredible. He is a man I've talked about plenty of times on the podcast, a man who I study a lot in my devotional time with the Lord. Um, He is, I would argue, one of the leading biblical influences when it comes to um, the urgency of walking out the call and the purpose that God has on our lives. Um, And he actually has a cool story that I am excited to introduce and talk about in today's To Be Hurt Tuesday. Uh, You probably guessed it for those of you who grew up in church, but I am talking about Apostle Paul. Paul has a wild journey of how he started walking in his purpose and in in his calling. And again, I would argue that he's one of the leading voices to urge us here today. And back then, the churches back then, he was the number one voice to say, y'all, like there's a call on our lives and there's a purpose and we got to live it out. Like what's stopping us? Come on, let's go. Like Paul was the number one voice to do that, in my opinion. And I have a handful of verses to explain why I feel that way. Um, And there's a particular verse that I want to highlight today. But before we start our study, I do want to give y'all context about Paul's life. For those of you who are not familiar with his story, um, Paul, I mean, he's got a, a crazy story. He actually, get this, hated Christians. And it's not the kind of hate that like you see today. There's some people who just don't like us. I get it. I see y'all. I love y'all anyway. But there's a handful of people who just don't like Christians. Maybe how we talk or what we do and how, you know, there's a handful of reasons why some people don't like Christians. But Paul took his hatred to a different level, and the homie didn't just hate Christians, y'all. I mean, he hated Christians to the point where he killed them. Literally, like, that was his life's mission. Like, he he didn't just kill them, but he actually felt like it was his duty. Like, he had a reason to kill Christians. That's how much his hatred, that's how deep his hatred went for Christians. And so on his way to do just that, literally on his way to kill Christians, God meets him, knocks him off his horse, blinds him with a blinding, beautiful light, and um, basically changes that, (laughs) just to paraphrase. And in that moment, um, this uh, message wasn't given to Paul directly, but to a man named Ananias. And Ananias had a message for Paul directly from the Lord. um, And that message for Paul was, your call to take my message, the Lord's message, to preach that message to the Gentiles, to Israelites, and to kings as well. And so um, for those of you listening and you don't know what your purpose is yet, if any of you um, have an experience like Paul where God reveals what your purpose is just like that, please send me an email at the author at ayanaspoon.com. I want y'all on the podcast. Like, that is a really cool experience. Like, God didn't make it that clear to me when I was a kid. I just kind of knew, but the blinding light, like, God made it clear as day. Like he basically wrote it in the clouds. Like, Paul, this is what you're supposed to do. I want you to preach. And not just to the Israelites, just for some context there. The Israelites were originally God's chosen people. Way back in Genesis, God uh, told this man Abraham that Abraham was going to have as many descendants as the stars in the sky and that those descendants would be God's people. Those people, Abraham's descendants, were called the Israelites. But God actually does something wild. He opens that up. He's like, I don't want just the Israelites to be my people. I want all people to be my people, Gentile, Israelite. I want everybody to be my people. And so he commissions Paul to do that. He's like, I don't want you to just preach salvation to the Israelites. I want you to preach them to the Jews too and to kings. And so Paul has this um, 
this purpose to go and preach and maybe some of you tuned in you know the purpose on your life is to preach shout out y'all you have a huge responsibility by by the way don't let that get to your head preaching is oh god you gotta have a, a humble heart to do that so kudos to you i'm happy that god's called you to preach but you can't just do the thing you got to be the thing as we talked about last week and so with that, Paul's mission is to preach and preach to the Gentiles, to Israelites and to kings. And from that point forward, Paul lives out his purpose really, really well. And we have um, evidence of that. We have a lot of scripture to see, okay, yeah, Paul was a real deal. Like he lived out his purpose really well. And not only did he live out his purpose well, but he also urged others to live out their purpose well. And again, there's a handful of, of verses and scriptures I have to uh, prove my point that I think he was just the leading voice um, of getting God's people, anyone who believed in Jesus, um, to live out the call and the purpose that God has on their life. Um, a handful of verses to prove that, but the one I want to lean in to and focus on today is in Ephesians 4.1. It is the most uh, impactful scripture on my life for reasons I'll get into in a bit, but I want to read to y'all Ephesians 4.1. This is written by Paul. It says, Therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Now, before I move forward, because there's a handful of things, y'all, in this verse, I'm like, this is too good, like, too good. But the main thing I want to uh, pull up is just the fact that it, he says, he clearly says to the Ephesian church, for context, he says, you have been called by God. And I love that because, again, he uh, Paul's assignment was to preach not just to the Israelites, but to Gentiles and to kings as well. The Ephesian church was a primarily Gentile church. There weren't a lot of Israelites around. There could have been some, but it was a mainly Gentile church. And so Paul is basically talking to those who they weren't Abraham's descendants. And so they didn't get that original call. Like, I want you to be my people. My promise is with you, your descendants, Abraham. These are Gentiles, right? Paul is saying, even to y'all, like you have been called by God. And I wanted to bring that up because you might be tuned in today into today's To Be Hurt Tuesday. You may be thinking, oh, well, not me. Like, no way could I be called by God. Like, I haven't gone to church in a long time. Like, I maybe my Bible's collecting dust. Listen to me. You got breath in your lungs. And God is urging you to get back in that church community. He is urging you to pick up your word again. But listen to me. If you have breath in your lungs, there's a call on your life. Like God, there's a specific purpose that God wants you to live out. And in order to do so, it's submitting to him, submitting to that truth that there's a purpose on your life. Because if you don't submit, then we get into disobedience and all that. But I just want it to be very clear. There is a call on your life. Paul, he's saying this to the Ephesian church, the Gentiles, who originally the Israelites would argue, they're not even Abraham's descendants. Of course, they're not called. Paul's like, no, the Ephesian church in Ephesians 4.1, he says, again, therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Paul's like, even you, Ephesian church, even you, Gentile, you're called by God. And so I want to reiterate that message to you. If you feel like you're on the outside, if you feel like, no, I'm not, I don't know if I'm worthy of any call. It's like, you're called. God has called you to it. And it's just a matter of walking in that and submitting to that. That's what Paul's urging the Ephesian church to do. But then we follow up on these beautiful verses. Again, that's Ephesians 4, verse 1. We get into Ephesians 2 and 3, which says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. There was so much in that verse alone that we're going to tap into. But before we do, I also want to read verse three. It says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. And so there's these first three verses of Ephesians four. They're so important. Again, we read verses one through three. There's so much importance tied to that, that we have to consider even more context. Because honestly, y'all, if we read these verses alone, and that's all I have for y'all for today's To Be Heard Tuesday, that will preach. Like, I gotta say nothing else, okay? Like, that's all, that's good in, in and of itself. But I also want to take a look, not just what came after Ephesians 4 verse 1, which was again verses 2 and 3, but I also want to take a look what came before Ephesians 1. This is where we're going to lean into and where we're going to reside a majority of today's To Be Heard Tuesday. Because if you notice, and this kind of goes into my Bible study hacks, 
I have a certain way of studying the Bible that, I mean, this is not the purpose of today's episode, but I at least want to give y'all a hack. Any time, any single time, there's a verse in the Bible that starts off with a transitional phrase, like, for example, therefore, as seen in Ephesians 4, one, therefore, or as a result, or on their way, or because, or and so. I'm just trying to think of some that I've seen in scripture. Anytime a verse starts off with a transitional phrase, you immediately have to assume, okay, the verse before that means something very important. And sometimes that gets a little difficult because in our case today, Ephesians 4, one, that's the start of a new chapter. Sometimes the temptation is to be like, it's its own chapter all by itself. But you have to remember when Paul wrote this, he wasn't thinking this is going to be the fourth chapter of my letter to the Ephesian church. No, everything that's written here is a continued thought. Like it's a continuation of thoughts. He's not thinking in verses and chapters. That's just for us to help us find the address where to get the verse. But you have to understand Ephesians 4.1 is directly connected to the verses before that. It gets a little confusing for us because it's like it's a different chapter. It's a different thought. No, that's not true. It's a continued thought. It drives me nuts when people read a verse and it starts off with therefore and that's all they read and the crowd goes wild. I'm like, y'all, but that's good. I get it. Like I can say amen to that. But look at the verse before that. Like that has everything to do with the power of this verse that you just read. So that's my tip. Anytime you see a transitional little phrase, Think about the verse before that, and I guarantee you, your time with the Lord, oh God, my conversations with God are so fun because they have this depth to it, you know, like, it's not just a single verse. I don't go approach the scriptures and just cherry pick a verse. It's all good. So in the same way that Ephesians 4.1 starts off with, therefore, I'm immediately thinking, okay, what's above Ephesians 4? And when we read what's above Ephesians 4, I'm telling you right now, this season of To Be Her Podcast, season five, the whole thing would be lopsided without studying what's before Ephesians for one. So there's a lot before Ephesians for one, but I just want to hone our focus in on Ephesians three, starting in the 16th verse. We'll read all the way. Actually, let's think of. So I was going to skip verses 14 because it actually starts off with when I think of all this and I was so overwhelmed studying this. I'm like all these transitional because like I just went to study Ephesians 4, but it's a transitional word. So I went to Ephesians 3. So then when I landed in verse 14, it says when I think of all this, I'm like, well, think of all what? I have to go to the verse before that. So but I'm just going to hone us in. We'll start in verse 14 and then we'll read all the way down to verse 19 and we might poke at verse 22. We'll definitely poke at verse 20, but maybe later on in today's episode. Let's read together. This is Ephesians uh, chapter 3, verse 14. It says, When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Verse 18, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. Verse 19, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Y'all, there's so much I just said there. I'm like, Lord, where should we begin? There, This is so good. First things first. We have to understand, again, that this is a continued thought, right? So Paul urging us to lead a life worthy of our calling, I want to take note of the fact that he's like, therefore, you know, the thought before this is it's a continued thought. That lets me know the very reason why Paul is urging us to lead a life worthy of our calling per Ephesians for one. The very reason why he's begging us is because of the verses in Ephesians 3, verses 16 16 through 19. Paul's like, you are way too loved to not lead a life worthy worthy of your calling. Paul's like, you have no excuse. You know how loved you are? Like, this this is what gets me emotional. Because, again, consider the language of Ephesians 3, specifically just verses 16 through 19. Paul has to pray that the people would have power to understand. In other words, Paul's like, your brains are too 
small <laughs> to comprehend the height, the the weight, the the width, the length, the all of it, <laughs> the depth of God's love. Paul's like, you need power to understand this. This love is deep. It's unconditional. It's sincere. It's authentic. And it is yours. Like God loves you. This is not, we're not talking about the next person because it's easy with messages like this. Like, yeah, he loves everyone. It's like, hold on. God loves you. <laughs> Let's talk about you. Okay. Like, can't hide from this. He loves you deeply. The depth, the width, the height, length of his love. Paul's like, this is going to be the thing that keeps you strong. Remember, it says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts. As you trust in him, your roots will grow down in God's love and keep you strong. And then moving forward in verse 19, may you experience the love. And I love that part because like for those of you who have the story that I have, like you grew up in a Christian home, Christian church, like Jesus was all you knew. Like you couldn't escape Jesus if you tried. Like it was all you knew. There is a difference between knowing about the love of God and experiencing the love of God. And I've experienced the love of God and Paul's prayer for the Ephesian church and my prayer for all of us here. Because granted, I still have moments where I'm like, Lord, I don't feel it today. Like, you sure, God? Like, how deep is this love? Like, I don't feel it today. I still have my moments. So my prayer for all of us is Ephesians 3.19. This reminds me so much of season two because this was our verse for season two. But if you read it again, Paul's praying like, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. That's the part where I get emotional because God's like, even like your your basic knowledge of the love of God, that doesn't even compare to like the, the weight of it. Like it's bigger than what you even think and what you can even understand. It says, because when you experience that, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Listen, all season five long, we're talking not just about doing the thing and doing the big impressive thing, but being the thing. And I think part of our being, as Paul says here, it's like, if you want to be complete, like you need the love of God, like, and that's what you need in order to be complete. Again, it says with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God, if you want your being to have life and power, it's got to come from God. And even further, it's got to come from uh, yes, him, but more specifically, his love. When you experience that, and again, if you have a story like mine, it is easy to just do the thing. Like if you're naturally skilled and talented at what you do, it's easy to get in your setting and you're like, all right, let me just do the thing. Let me just shoot a couple hoops. Let me just record a couple songs, write a couple songs, you know. Let me just write down the script real fast for this movie or the short film I'm planning. Let me just nail this dance routine down. That's what you do. It's what you're skilled at. But when you don't want to just do the thing, you want to be the thing, that can only come from the love of God. When you experience that love, that's too great for you to even understand fully. Paul's like, then you're going to be made complete with the fullness of life and power that comes from God, which means whether they applaud you or not, you're going to be complete. Whether your book sales are skyrocketing or you have made a sale in weeks, the love of God is what completes you, not themselves, but the love of God. When the comment section is looking crazy and you're being criticized by all kinds of people, that's obviously not going to complete you. Or the compliments. I mean, we talk about the criticism a lot, but compliments, they're, they can be just as dangerous as criticism, too, if you let either of them be your God. But that none of those things should be your God. That None of those things should complete you. It's the love of God that Paul's like, that's the thing that's really going to sustain you and really going to keep you. If you're going to do this and Paul's like, I want you to, I'm begging you to lead a life worthy of your calling. Ephesians for one, I want you to, but if you're going to do that, like the only complete whole healthy way to do that is to know and be convinced and experience the love of God. And it is too great for you to understand fully. That's why Paul prays in the 18th verse of Ephesians 13 or Ephesians 3. I'm sorry. He prays. I want y'all to have power to understand this. Like you can't do this in your own strength. You can't understand the love of God in your own strength. You actually need power to get it. That's how deep and wide and high and long it is. The love of God. 
I just love that so much. I don't want us to to miss that. And I don't think Paul wants us to miss that either. Yes, we can do the impressive thing. Yes, we can lead a life worthy of our calling. But the reason why Paul is begging us to in Ephesians for one is because we're so loved. Paul's like, you have no excuse not to. You don't have a choice. If you're this loved and you're choosing to not live out the purpose God has for your life, like you look kind of silly, right? You're you're this loved and you refuse to follow the call God has in your life. Paul's like, no excuses. You are loved. You have every right to lead a life worthy of the call God has in your life. And Paul's like, I'm begging you to. And Paul, I mean, if anyone's going to tell us this, it should be Paul for reasons I'll explain a bit later. But another thing that captivated me about um, Ephesians 4, 1 and Ephesians 3, it's not just, you know, the love that God has for us, which is makes me teary-eyed in and of itself like that 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 would preach all on its own but that's not the only reason why paul is urging us to to lead a life worthy of our calling because of god's love for us i also think it has everything to do with ephesians 3 20 which is such a special verse for me literally y'all have ephesians 3 tattooed on my forearm i got it tattooed four years ago and i'm so glad i did because this verse has driven me uh paul wrote it to the ephesian church and i believe it's applicable for us today it's Ephesians 3.20, it says uh, directly after verse 19, so then uh, you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Ephesians 3.20 says, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than what we might ask or think. Other translations say, now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask, think, or imagine according to his power at work within us. No matter the translation, however you, however you word it, this verse is so powerful because I think it's directly related to, again, it's a continued thought. I think it's directly related to what Paul wrote in Ephesians 4.1. He's like, I'm begging you to lead a life worthy of your calling. I'm begging you. And I think it's because on top of the love that we have, each and every one of you, I don't care who you are, this applies for all of us listening. You are deeply loved by a beautiful, perfect God, deeply loved. It's You need power to understand it. Like, that's how loved you are. But on top of that, Paul is trying to explain, like, the mighty power of God Almighty is at work within us to do infinitely more, in other translations say, exceedingly and abundantly more, all we could ask, think, or imagine? Paul's like, now you really don't have any excuse. (laughs) Seriously. Again, this is a a, a direct thought. Like Ephesians 4, 1 and Ephesians 3, they're all linked together. Paul wouldn't be begging us to lead a life worthy of our calling if not for this point. That the creator of the universe, creator God, his power, the one who said, let there be light and light shot out of his mouth. And he said, it's good. He separated land from sea, created vegetation, breathed life into us, into our beings. His power at work within us. And we sitting around insecure about what God called us to. Paul's like, if you don't walk out your calling and your purpose, like, do you know the power and the love that is in you? Read the book. Like, this is what he's saying. He's like, God's able to do infinitely more than what we could ask, think, or imagine. Because it's his power at work within us. I don't, I'm trying to find the words, y'all. You understand, to be as, to be heard as I am and be stumped with my words, it's like, I'm struggling trying to get y'all to see, like, the, the weight of this. What in the world? Paul's like, if you don't lead a life worthy of your calling, knowing how loved you are and knowing that it's his power at work within you, Paul's like, I'm done with y'all. Like, I'm begging you, lead a life worthy of your call. Why? Because of how loved you are and the power that's at work within you. And I guess the number one thing that helps me see why, like, why that's so weighty and why that's so good is because I'm thinking about some of my earthly heroes, like, If you know me, you know Francine Rivers is my girl. No, I haven't read all her books. All it took was redeeming love for me. She, in my opinion, is the greatest author of our day. She is the most phenomenal writer. I have the utmost respect for her. 
she writes so good. I tell God all the time. It makes me sick how good she writes. I'm like, God, you gave her all the writing ability, all the writing power you just gave to her. You saved little for me, Lord. Like, what the heck? I think she is just dynamite. I love Francine Rivers. And so if Paul were writing to me, if Paul put in his letter to me directly, if he said, Yana, the mighty power of Francine Rivers is in you. Now you're calling to write as many books as possible, to help as many people as possible. Go ahead and do it. I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, to write books. You got the power of Francine Rivers in you. Go ahead, write your books. I'd be like, sir, yes, sir. I'm writing my third book right now. Like I would be, I would be scheduling the book tour before the book's even written. I'm like, I know this book's going to change your life. I got the power of Francine Rivers at work in me. Like this book about to go crazy. I'd be calling Oprah like, listen, girl, I'm at, you're going to want to have a time slot for me on your show. Okay, because I'm about to write a book that's going to change the world. Like, I would be so confident. Like, if I got the power of Francie Rivers, then I'm like that girl. I'm that writer. Like, New York Times bestseller status, no problem. Like, I would be so confident. Because of the power that's at work within me. Francie Rivers, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Francie, yeah, girl. Your power at work within me. I could write any book and I will. Watch me. Like, I would be so hyper confident that you couldn't tell me nothing. Paul would be like, lead a life worthy of your calling. And I'm like, uh, say less. Like, I'm already on it. <laughs> like, I was going to do that anyway. Because of the power at work within me. Maybe for you, you fill in the blank. For those of you who want to be NBA, WNBA status, Paul wrote a letter to you saying, you got the the mighty power of LeBron James in you. Go ahead. God's called you to the basketball court. Go do what you got to do. You would be like, oh, period. The championship is secure. <laughs> like, I got the mighty power of LeBron James in me. Like, you would be ecstatic. You would be so confident, right? Paul's saying you ain't got the power of Francine Rivers, you ain't got the power of LeBron James, but the power of God is in you. What reason do you have to not walk out your purpose? What reason do you have to not walk out your calling? The power of God at work in you? You don't have a reason. Like you have no choice but to walk out the call that God has on your life. You ain't got a choice. And I agree with Paul. I agree with that man. It's like it drive it literally it's like a sobering moment even as I say this to y'all I'm preaching to myself a little bit because all those moments I let myself get afraid or doubtful and I'm like kind of paralyzed and stuck it's like if Paul told me Yana you got the spirit of Rachel Ray go ahead and cook I hate cooking if you know me I oh my gosh I pray whoever I marry knows and loves how to cook because it's not going to be me I hate it that much <laughs> but like if Paul, if I had the mighty power of Rachel Ray, I'd be like, okay, yeah, give me a little, give me a little something, give me a little spice, okay? Like, let me, let me see what I got going on in the kitchen. I would be so confident because it's like, it's her power at work in me and she's, a, she's great at what she does. I don't know if she's still on, I, I guess, but that's the first thing I think of when I think chef. So it's like, if I have her power at work within me, if that hypothetically, and I would be confident in that. What makes me doubtful about God's power at work within me? What makes you doubtful about God's power at work within you? Creator, genius, God himself. The one who literally hung the moon and stars and sun in the sky. Yeah, his power is at work within us. And we sitting around like, um, I don't know. What are people going to think? I'm scared. What if they don't like it? Okay, what if they don't? <laughs> it's God's power at work within you. And he's commissioning you to do that. He is the one who calls you. He's the one who has purpose for your life. And you're going to let fear stop you when you are that loved, as loved as Ephesians 3, 16 through 19 says you are. And you got the mighty power at work within you in Ephesians 3, 20. A couple verses later in Ephesians 4, 1, Paul's like, you better walk out your calling. He's like, I'm begging you to. This is a waste if you're not walking out your calling. And so in the same way Paul is begging us, in this letter to the Ephesian church, it's the same way I'm begging us all also in today's To Be Hurt Tuesday to, li to live out the calling that God has for your life, to lead the life that God is calling you to lead. And the only way to do that, because again, once we trickle down, we, we, we were in Ephesians 4.1, but once we did trickle down to Ephesians 2, which again says, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other making allowance for each other's faults because you're a love like 
we can only be humble and we can only be gentle and be patient, making allowances for each other's faults and Ephesians 4, 3, make every effort to, to keep ourselves united in the spirit. We can only do that if we know how loved we are. So we can only lead a life worthy of our calling if we know how loved we are. But in order to lead a life worthy of our calling with the humility and gentleness and patience and integrity and unity that we're called to in Ephesians 4 verses 2 and 3, we can only do that if we know how loved we are. That's why Paul prayed so earnestly. He's like, I pray that y'all get it. I pray that you have power to understand the weight and the the height, the, the width and length and depth of, of God's love for you because you can't lead a life without knowing that you can't lead a life worthy of your calling you can't lead your family you can't lead on the basketball court you can't lead in your workplace you can't lead behind the microphone you can't do any of that if you're not truly convinced now you can do it what we learned last week anyone can do it but to be it and sustain it you need to know how loved you are you need to know how loved you are and so while this is scriptural, I, I want to make a point to say that this is what top business leaders are teaching. Now, granted, the world does it different. So I can't say the world is teaching this, but faith leaders, like really world-renowned thought leaders who are killing it in their business, they credit it to verses like Ephesians 3 and 4. Where, like the coolest thing happened between last episode and this episode for season five, from the first introductory episode to now, I had the pleasure of going to one of John Maxwell's conferences. I joined virtually. There's a handful of us in the room. We got our ticket. We all joined virtually to his Live to Lead conference. And I'm so impacted by John C. Maxwell. I have so much respect for him. I didn't get into him all like that, but until this conference that I attended, I'm like, he's the real deal. Like now I know what all the rave's about because I didn't really get into his stuff. I trusted him. It's not like I had anything against him, but I just didn't get into his stuff. But now I'm John C. Maxwell's biggest fan because he, the way he spoke, I'm like, that's a leader right there. I want to be just like that. He reminds me of Psalms 112. Listen to last week's episode to see what I mean. But one of the biggest thought leaders, he was speaking on this and he did a study and this, there's one particular business and they have uh, the same store all throughout their region. And some stores were doing really well in the business, others were not. And so he studied uh, and compared the two, like why is this store doing well and, and why the others aren't? Because the business is the same, the branding is the same, the marketing's the same, everything's the same, but why is this business doing better than the other? And he literally said, it's because that operator loved their people so well. Like he loved the people who came in, he loved the people who came out, he loved the people who worked for him and he loved the people who didn't work for like. And there was all these points for the customer to feel the love and the employee to feel, feel the love. He said that person led with love so well that like that's the only reason why it was successful. And when he traced and studied, because he studied this globally, any successful business, he said it's because of love. The operator loved, the customer loved the business, the employees loved what they did at their job. Like it was all based on love. And so... For those of you tuned in and you do want to start a business, you do want to open up that restaurant, you want to host a podcast, you want to write a book, you want to uh, drop that album, you want to dance, you want to paint, you want to um, be the best mom ever, you want to be a light in, in your nine to five workplace, like you want to lead a life worthy of your calling, I'm telling you it's love. That's the way to do it. In the same man who wrote Ephesians 4, he also wrote 1 Corinthians 13. And it says, I won't flip to it, but it says, I'll just go off memory. He's like, you can uh, speak really well and you can interpret all the languages of the world. If you don't have love, you sound stupid. You sound like a clinging symbol. Paul's like, if you don't have love, you ain't got nothing. It's the same man. So like we could trust what Paul is saying here. Because even if you consider Jesus, Jesus said in Matthew 22, most important commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and to love people, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And he said those two commandments literally summarize the whole Bible, the whole book. So if you think for two seconds you can lead a life worthy of your calling without love, you can't even call yourself a Christian without love. Like you can't even say yes to Jesus without love. Like it's all based off of love. And if we don't get this right, we will not get anything right. Forget the Grammy, forget the um, the Nobel Peace Prize Award, <laughs> forget all of that. Whatever you're aspiring to do, whatever God's placed on your heart to do, 
You can't do any, any of that without knowing and believing how loved you are, understanding that it is God's mighty power at work within us. Those who call him my Lord and Savior, it's his mighty power at work within us. We do not have any excuses. And so the last thing I'll say, because this is just Paul is incredible. I want to uh, go back to what I said earlier about how he was called, you know, like he had that beautiful moment, that wild moment with the Lord, how he was called. He was knocked off his horse and he was called to preach to Gentiles, Israelites and kings. And um, little further after God calls him, I think this is Acts nine sixteen, And he says, um, so God calls him to preach. And then the Lord also says, I'm going to show him how much he must suffer for my name. And so, yes, God was or Paul was called to an incredible mission, but with that incredible mission also came incredible suffering. And so if you study the scripture, you'll see what that suffering looked like. Paul was beaten. He was bullied. He was ostracized. He was outcasted. He was misunderstood a lot of times. And in this case, and we see here in Ephesians that Paul is actually imprisoned. It literally says in Ephesians 4, 1, therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord. He was in prison while he was writing this. He was in prison writing many letters to the church because um, Paul said yes to the mission. He said yes to the call and he lived out his purpose for his life. And it was really hard. Paul's literally in prison writing this. But this is the point I want to make. As hard as it was in Paul's firsthand experience, he knows, he knows firsthand how hard it is. Paul's in prison writing this. He still begs us to lead a life worthy of our calling. He's like, I led a life worthy of my calling. I walked in my purpose and it got me in prison. And I'm still like, it's worth it. <laughs> this is a call that's worth it. I've been beaten. I've been misunderstood. I've been ostracized. I've been humiliated plenty of times. And yet I'm still begging you to lead a life worthy of your calling because it's worth it. It's worth it. Paul, he loved the people that he led. He loved the Ephesian church. He loved the Roman church. He loved Galatians. He loved uh, the Colossian church. He loved them all. He's like, if I have to write this letter and preach the gospel in prison, I will do it in prison. As hard as it is, as much suffering as I've undergone, as, as much suffering as I've endured, I'll do it. Whatever it takes. That's the heart posture I want us to have. Whatever it takes. No excuses. <laughs> we're going to lead the life that we're called to. I hope you're in. I'm in. I don't know about y'all, but I'm in. I'm, I don't care how hard it gets. I'm going to do this very thing that God called me to. Just as Paul said, if I have to be in prison writing this now, I want y'all to raise chaos if I'm in prison. Y'all get me out of there. But I'm going to do it. I'm still going to lead a life worthy of my calling. And I want you to do the same. So with that, I think this was the best way to kick off season five. Again, we're not just going to do the thing. We're not going to just lead the life. We're not going to do the thing we're called to, but we're going to be it. And that requires knowing how loved we are, knowing the power that's at work within us and being obedient to that. No matter what it takes, as hard as it gets, still saying yes. And I just want to equip us to do that all season long. And so if today's To Be Here Tuesday blessed you, please let me know in the reviews. I love, love, love getting your feedback. And it helps me help you. I want to know what I can do and what messages to dig out for you to help you in your journey. So leave a review, follow and subscribe to To Be Heard Podcast on uh, any listening platform. Follow To Be Heard Podcast on Instagram. I love to keep y'all updated on what's coming. Give y'all some behind the scenes looks of what each season or what each episode looks like of the podcast. Of course, check me out over on my website at aonasimone.com. Sign up to become a member so I can stay closely connected to you every Wednesday in your inbox. I send out a newsletter every Wednesday. I post a blog every last Sunday. There's video blogs. There's all sorts of things on my website. But most of all, there's you and there's me. So let's connect. I'd love to chat with you. But y'all will hear from me next week right here on To Be Heard Podcast. Bye.